There we go. Loading up. Yeah. Nice. Does that sound all right? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think like we don't have. Uh, there's no lag, so that's that's great. Also. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I opened up the the stream on a one on a new tab just to make sure we can pay attention to. I don't know comments and stuff because it's going to be definitely very difficult to do that here i've seen a lot True. of people like scrolling through comments and it's like nah, it's impossible so yeah it's going to try to not get distracted and maybe read through that so um anyway uh it's nice to finally meet you man yeah you too nice just... to finally meet you yes yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a long time coming i guess <laughs> yeah two of the most massive cunts in the scene had to uh had to meet up eventually. Damn it, you got the cunt word out first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? So, uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's been a pleasure uh, hanging out with you on Discord so far. Uh, I, I think we're gonna, I, I hope we don't fuck this up really bad. Um, my I mean, plan, we like, we definitely yeah, will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the plan is like, uh, to basically just casually talk about shit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody's, I don't even know who's in here, but yeah, good for you, whoever's out there. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the <laughs> shit show that this is gonna be. Exactly, the shit show is happening. Um, yeah, no, I think we're gonna. Uh, let's. I think we can start with the basics, like yep. uh, a little bit of like introductions and whatever to get us in the mood. So since you joined my life. Okay. I'm going to let you do the honors. Oh, just put the pressure on. All right. Um, so I guess I'm Aaron, um, or best known in the lo-fi scene as Lazy Boy Loops. Uh, also the, the co-founder of uh, the label Kiwi Bear Records. And um, yeah, I'm that opinionated guy that kind of says too much that nobody really cares about anyway, but I'm here to say it. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Why, why, why Kiwi? So that's, that's actually that's actually my wife and I's nickname. So Kiwi's Haley and I'm Bear. Okay, so no connection with New Zealand or something like that. No, people seem to no, think okay, so, but right. it's not. No, I just I just love stereotypes, man. And I'm a low key <laughs> racist, so everybody should should do that. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, to the people who uh, don't know who I am. I guess everybody does. Yeah, it's Pueblo Vista. It's Paul. Uh, I don't know about lo-fi and stuff like that. It's been a great scene so far this past four or five years that I've been, been, that I've been included or let's say happily accepted by people because um, I'm far too new into this. I'm, I'm newer than any of you guys. Like you guys been uh, doing shit like that for a while. I just, um, sometimes I feel like I just joined a bandwagon but then I, I kind of like evolved as well into that and, and not to, uh, I try not to culture appropriate too much stuff that I don't know. That's why, I mean, it even took me like uh, three, four years before I even started with my basic as fuck beats, as I like to call them. <laughs> See, that's uh, the thing. You're saying that you're relatively new. I started in 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I never really had the... Um, I, I didn't know that there was like a scene on that. Like you didn't have any idea of, of lo-fi or whatever. You just heard something and then you're like, oh, fuck it. That sounds nice. I'm going to make some tunes or what is it? Pretty much. Like 
it started from when Haley was like, she was looking through YouTube and she was like, oh, there's this YouTube channel that, that makes, that just plays that music that you, you kind of like, like 24 seven, which is obviously mm. at that point, uh, Chill Cow. And I was like, oh shit, you know, okay. it has a name. Cause at that point I was hearing it through like, um, like people that vlogged and stuff like Casey Neistat and stuff like that, that, that cliche kind of like chill hop type stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, I really like that. Like, I don't know what it's yeah. called. It's kind of like instrumental hip hop type stuff. So I was just like looking for instrumental hip hop. I found it like Jay Diller and stuff like that, but nothing, not a lot of stuff. I actually found it hard to find it through that specific like search term. And then when Haley yeah. was like, oh, there's this YouTube channel that's doing it 24 seven. That's when I realized yeah. that it was Lo-Fi Beats. Um, and I kind of just listened to it for a bit. It was more just a listening thing um, because musically, um, I'm very much more into like alternative music, like emo, post-hardcore type stuff, as well as like loads of other different things. So I've always been involved in like bands and stuff. Okay. And then the last band I was in was a complete shit show. And I was like, I need to do something for myself music wise. And then I was okay. like, you know, I'm gonna try lo-fi. <laughs> and then it just Fuck kind of happened okay. from there. That's yeah. Wow, dude, you just you just massively let me down there. I thought you were like the shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, definitely. I don't think not. there's a point. I don't think there's a point to continue this call right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been good. So uh, <laughs> yeah. have a good Sunday. Cheerio. Cheerio. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Oh wow, yeah. That's I think that's that's a really cool stuff um, that comes up with with this specific genre i think there's there's um people and producers like from all um what is what's the word what's the expression i'm, using, I'm looking for uh, aspects of life i guess mm. like in the backgrounds and stuff like that because also like my my background music wise i mean i started like about a lifetime ago like making music uh it's almost like 20 years actually i'm old as fuck yeah. i'm 41 that's um, the, you, wait, you're actually 41? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're, you're old granddad then. Yeah, exactly. I thought I was like one of the oldest at 33, but yeah, 41. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gramps. Uh, uh, <laughs> I take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, and I've been like mainly like, I, I, I started doing like electronic music, like Deep House and, and House and stuff like that. But uh, the stuff that I would listen on my everyday it's exactly what you said. It's, it's something completely relevant to that. Like, I would listen to old rock and heavy metal. Yeah. That's my shit. That's my jam. Like, I'm a hardcore fan, Metallica fan. Um, I used to be in a band back in the day, like a tribute band to Sepultura. Like, no, wow. I even have, like, the, the S uh, tattoo thing here on my sleeve. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like lo-fi for me. It's also, like, it was also... As exactly what you said, more like a, a listening experience rather than anything else. And because I was involved into the whole um, uh, making videos, I do have some cringy like FaceTime vlog vlogs and my YouTube channels. Oh, like, I've hey guys, that. what's up? I tried <laughs> yeah. it as well. Uh, and yeah, I was basically looking for music to uh, put in the background that was also like copyright free, you know. And of course, like Casey Neistat, I think he pioneered that. Not so much in the lo-fi stuff, but mainly to the whole instrumental hip-hop yeah. shit. Because his stuff was, of course, like his video and his content was like more up-tempo and not as sad boy, lo-fi, depressing shit yeah. that we do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And from listening, it became more of like using it in videos. And then I was like, oh, yeah, 
maybe I should, maybe it's a good idea to start like a label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always works. Um, yeah, and then you get more and more into the whole thing, I guess, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and oh, I mean, I've definitely learned a lot from uh, being involved in this, you know, the past couple of years. It's been, um, it's definitely been an experience. Oh, yeah. How long have you been doing the, the label? A couple of years? Uh, no, the label, that started in April. We're Ooh. celebrating our six months next month. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, we're really, uh, like, young there as well. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I think the the more people are in this, like in terms of like label wise, the better it is. I think that independent labels have really blossomed. I would say the past for sure, like ten years. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's an interesting it's an interesting journey. I think like for me, it's like mainly like you know getting to know people. Like now, for example, like yeah. you meet random people across the globe. Um, and to some cases, if you, you know, if you're a producer, like a real producer, not just like me, uh, you start collabing with people like on the other side of the planet. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, like internet is really fun. And, and the whole indie labels thing, like, you know, managing stuff, like you learn a lot of things yeah. while doing all this, these things. And you never really know what actually ends up going into your resume, like from all that stuff that we're doing, because we're like in people management, I guess, in yeah. a way. If you're in the label management business thing and uh tea parties yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i think we gotta address that at some point in this call we gotta we gotta spill some tea uh, yeah there has to be some tea i mean <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of heading that way with the talk of labels anyway because uh yeah, i'm not gonna yeah. lie that the whole reason that i started kiwi bear was because of shit labels i'm just gonna be, <laughs> go out there um, you know the, these people that come along yeah. and, and create a, a label, and all they're doing is yeah, just releasing yeah. your music, and it, they're, yeah. they're doing nothing for you. And yeah. I was kind yeah. of like, yeah. look, you know, I kind of come from that. Um, I guess the traditional sense of a label, where like, oh, you get signed, and then they kind of do everything for you. Obviously, that's yeah. not the case with with what we do. We well, that might be different with you now with your OMG stuff, but we'll get to that. Oh yeah, um, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with I guess with the typical Dashko <laughs> label, um, <laughs> you know they, uh, you know they just get it, it's it's digital distribution and and uh, artist yeah. development at the end of the day. It's it's not signing yeah. an artist, and yeah. I kind of got a bit fucked off with people taking the stuff that I'd worked hard on and hold mm. on putting it out there and yeah. doing nothing or just sticking it on a label playlist and yeah. not really doing anything to to get it out to the world because in my opinion that's the whole point of of what a label should be doing they they should be pushing it out as much as they can in, into different areas whether that's pitching playlists or um putting it onto blogs which is again yeah. that that's a thing to itself um or you know just like even taking that investment further by putting it into ads whether that's ads for a playlist or ads for the actual release itself and yeah. you know a lot of these labels don't do that <laughs> yeah, no, i think it's also like what what i would like to add to what you're saying it's also the it's also like a chicken and egg thing especially when the label is new mm. like because i i i felt I was dwindling into that like weird like you were in this weird limbo when you're starting off i mean of course if people like know you and if you're like let's say a quote-unquote accomplished artist or something people it's a lot easier to uh 
let's say trust you or or you know release with you even though label wise it's difficult as fuck because you're just starting out yeah. and if there's no 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 reasonable like there's, there's there's no there's no foundation for you like you cannot really offer anybody anything unless you say oh i'm gonna do the legwork and start investing into um playlists and, and pr yeah. or dick writing long before you decide to to start a label like a, a good example of that like startup thing is it's my friends uh uh, Nicolo and Davide, Stream Error and uh, H1, who started their their Promise Records, basically their own mm. label now. And it's like, even though they're both like super accomplished artists, and if they you know approach somebody like, oh, it's that guy and that guy, like of course we're gonna release yeah. with you. Again, like it's it's because uh, I talk to them and it's 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 a little bit difficult in the beginning. However, you know, with Dashko, <laughs> we'll get to that fucking drama too at some point. Um, Dashko is a very has already like uh, a very good foundation yeah. for like a, a new label. Like you get into their playlist, so you get that extra first boost that the algorithm, let's say, requires. Uh, so it's fine. But when I started, for example, uh, before I was in Dashko ever, even I was in Distrokid. Like I didn't yeah. know shit for shit. Like I had my own account on Distrokid, and then I started releasing my stuff. And then uh, I talked to a few more guys, and then. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I need to upgrade now to 10 artists. And then, yeah. oh, I need to upgrade to 50 artists. Oh, shit, I need to upgrade 100 artists. And then you're like, there's no more upgrades. Like, what's happening now? And then they give you like a, a custom deal kind of like thing. Uh, but yeah, then I went to uh, STEM and that was fun. I don't know. Have you, you know about the, the, the Thanos snap thing that STEM with STEM? No. Have you heard about that? No. Right. So the reason I ended up in Dashko, well, I'm not in Dashko anymore we're in universal but we'll get to that as well um was that uh after district and me reaching my limit in the sense of like patience because these motherfuckers you know they would just do random payouts randomly like be like oh here's like some youtube royalties from like three four months ago yeah um see ya <laughs> it's like what's the rest um and stem came up i don't well I do remember how I ended up on STEM. I was shopping for a distribution. And then so it happened. Um, I was befriended back then by uh, none other than uh, Brett from Dust Collectors. Oof. <laughs> um, and uh, that, that was like before um, before he, uh, he ghosted. Because this is what he was doing. Apparently, he was like ghosting everybody after he got to know them a little bit or got his information. Yeah. Um, should we say allegedly for legal purposes? Because Americans <laughs> love to sue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he talked to me about like, oh, we're in STEM and it's like a good uh, distributor and blah, blah. And I went to STEM. Uh, and then a year and a half down the line, I think we had actually already, uh, that at the time I left STEM, or let's say STEM just laid us off. I had like about um, seven or 800 release tracks. Wow. Under the label. And what they did basically was like one, one fine morning, they just sent out an email to a bunch of people, uh, approximately 70% of their user base. Right. And they were like, um, long story short, we cannot have you anymore. Uh, you have like three months to uh, find a new distribution. Uh, and we can help you out by giving you this like 10% discount for TuneCore. 
was like, wow. <laughs> what was the reason behind it? Did, did they just... Um, they didn't really say anything, but I think it's, it was a scalability reason. Like, it wasn't scalable for them anymore. Right. Because like, um, they would only get, like, 5% or some stupid like that. Like, yeah. it's... And you cannot live off of 5%. I mean, sure, they got a bunch of people, but I think it's not healthy. Like, I think it's like borderline, you break even. Yeah. Maybe. And when it comes to like STEM or companies like this, this is like usually startups and they have to secure funding. And if you just need to like keep pushing through and get more funding and more funding, at the end of the day, you're in debt. It's not like somebody like hands out money to you and like, ta-da, you can use them however you want to. And I think they weren't really making any money. And then they decided to, uh, I don't know, cut some loose ends, which was funny because I would, I would, I wanted to, I want to believe that I was one of the most profitable ones, profitable labels out there. So I don't know. Uh, Then I think one of the downsides as well with STEM was like uh, the moment you got invited, like the same way you get uh, invited into Dashco and basically use the back, uh, the, the back end. Yeah. you could have you could immediately start releasing your shit like you have an account you you know that's it yeah you, you can go for it that's that so yeah i think it was like scalability that didn't really work out for them but we just got like a shitty email and then i was like begging them like please reconsider like it's, it's what the fuck <laughs> i'm like nope <laughs> wow uh, we can give you five percent more discount if you want <laughs> that's it basically <laughs> For the student car. Um, so, yeah. And after that, um, yeah, I ended up in Dashco. I don't know. Again, I was shopping. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk to a few people and he's like, fuck it. Yeah, why not? And I talked to uh, uh, the world class famous Rod. Uh, Chill up, Rod. Rod. Yeah. Love the guy. Yeah, Rod, yeah. Don't love the guy. Yeah. He's like a really nice person. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into that right now. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's fair. Anyway, so that's that's the story, and this is like the whole um, Thanos snap thing that they did actually, and they just killed everybody. Um, fun fact is like I think um, uh, dust collectors actually kept their uh, spot there, and I think they're still there actually. I think they still do some releases there. I'm not really sure. I think after they, they moved into Dashco, Dashco was like a, a much better home for them. Yeah. In the sense of like doing things. Until that crap happened a year ago. <laughs> Until the fake <laughs> donation gate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Dude, that shit was like, it's still, it's still like every now and then I would just revisit it in my head. I'm like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's like a point talking about it. It's like it feels like as if we're poking a dead horse here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fuck it. But yeah. Uh, so whereabouts you're in the UK? Right, bang in the middle. Okay. I, I don't suppose you know any UK cities other than London. Mate, I studied there for fuck's sake. I was oh, in the right. fucking country all for right. like six years. <laughs> right, do you know Derby and Nottingham then? <laughs> Of course I do. Well, there you go. I'm there. I've been on both. Okay. <laughs> like you're between Dar- uh, Derby and Nottingham? Or yeah. Okay. Between, kind of between Nottingham, Derby and Leicester. Dude, I've, London was one of the cities that I actually never visited. I visited London the first time after I left the UK. 
I've been to fucking Halifax for nice. Thanksgiving. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> really random, but okay. Like, like yeah, who goes there? <laughs> uh, but, but London, I actually visited London properly uh, after I finished uh, my studies there. Like yeah. I was in, um, uh, initially I was in Edinburgh, uh, and particularly uh, here at Ward University, but my campus was in Gala Shields, which is like a small town, like, I don't know, an hour away with, I want to say bus, but maybe it was the train as well. I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, 50,000 people. There's like a campus with, I don't know, two schools and that's it. Um, and then after that, I moved to Sunderland of all places. Okay. Yeah. Like Muckham land. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty crazy shit. Like back, like, this is like early 2000s. Like, wow. I think like 2001, like things were looking a little bit um it looked a little bit like mordor to be honest like it was a bit like mordor back then yeah uh but uh it you know it came a long way i think it was like the the main reason behind the edginess <laughs> there of the locals <laughs> i think it was the fact that sunderland used to be like one of the quite important ports in the uk alongside you know newcastle and then uh Iron Lady just decided to, you know, tear that shit down, build a university there. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yeah. So if you were a student, it wasn't, wasn't so sexy being a student in, in Sunderland, like, I think, no. mid-90s to early 2000s. Nah. Yeah, you kind of especially did the opposite. You like, yeah. Especially if you were, like, a, an overseas student. Hmm. <laughs> pretty, pretty aggressive shit. I, I've seen... I've seen like I, we were like queuing up in a in a in a club. Uh, what was it called? I don't know, some weird local name. And uh, it wasn't like we later found out. I, I was going out there uh, for almost like a couple of months, and we later found out that this is actually like uh, where locals hang out. But I couldn't tell shit for shit like back then who was a local, who wasn't like for me, everybody was a British guy and it's like a yeah. girl and that, that was it. And I saw one time we were waiting at the queue and then this uh, Chinese kid who I knew because he was in my school, basically computer yeah. science, he drove by with his uh, bicycle and accidentally, I think he uh, clipped somebody a little bit like where he nudged him like on the sidewalk. That guy must have had like I don't know a thousand stitches in like after that like wow. they just jumped him and kicked the living shit out of him like it's really crazy <laughs> really crazy stuff good old like <laughs> late nineties casual racism there <laughs> casual yeah pretty casual no it's like but it was like Sunderland I have to say um it was pretty aggressive like it was pretty aggressive mm. it was pretty aggressive as a city I mean I'm happy like I made a bunch of friends there and stuff not only in the university but uh outside of it because uh we're going to football games as well so you tend to meet like a lot of gems in the in the stadium <laughs> yeah. you eventually end up hanging out with them outside too i mean after a point after let's say after uh after a certain drinking point everybody's your friend you yeah know what i mean mm -hmm. but they can become like your worst enemy immediately too so it's yeah nah good good times good times so yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandpa. 
<laughs> Back in my day, we used to queue at clubs and beat up Chinese kids. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't me who was doing the bidding. No, I was no. just like witnessing it. Sadly, there weren't, dude, there weren't even any fucking mobile phones back then, if you think about it. Like, the ones yeah. that we had did not have cameras and shit. No, like, I, I was young, well, quite youngish around that era, but my first phone was a, God, I think it was a, like a BT Cellnet, like Philips phone that with a massive yeah. aerial. Dude, yeah, those, I had, the ones that I had, I had the one called Philips Diga and the sim card you didn't have to clip it out of the it was like the whole card yeah. you just slide it in there <laughs> yeah. it. i remember like one line so many pairs of jeans with that phone because the aerial would always like as a kid you know you're doing all sorts and it'd stick out like just jam into your pocket and then there'd just be a hole <laughs> ruin so many pairs like, of jeans with that it was literally i think a uh a wireless like like a wireless landline phone like a normal one like it's like that big like yeah like that. and my parents only got it for me because you know they were worried back then i was like oh let's get this kid like a phone but fuck you know this was like good times i think this 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 phone that i had it only had two lines on the screen as well and the, there was texting on it but you couldn't really you like you had to type it in along this line and it like kind of like scrolled one across line. as yeah, you exactly. were typing and then yeah. If you forgot what you like said in the first part, you're like, that was it. It was off screen anyway. So you just had to send it and hope for the best. And then when you received exactly. a text, but the ones that were quite long, I think you could only have like 25 characters or something daft. Yeah. And then you'd like it would scroll as you're reading it. And again, if you'd missed the first part, you're like, shit, you have to yeah, wait for it to yeah. scroll. Or God, kids nowadays. And you were like, and you had to you have to keep the the the, the buttons pressed to change the letters as well. Yeah. Like this is like, <laughs> I love yeah. you. <laughs> Whatever the shit. No, this is like good times, man. Good times. Yeah. I mean, then Nokia came around, and then you could start doing like fucking uh, no look texting. Yeah. You could just this was like super fun. Oh man, this is like becoming like a shitty. Like it's supposed to be a roast. We need to like I don't know roast some shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, right what should we roast let me think can i go into the whole dashco stuff i mean everybody knows not the fine details but well, yeah let, let's kind of kick back how did this whole yeah. thing with umg start then let, let's let's oh, yeah. get into the nitty-gritty yeah so um umg universal i think it's like the cat is out of the bag there's like a lot of people who um i think a lot of people know so far i mean you know you because you have like one release with us so eventually you get fucked i, I knew before that anyway yeah yeah, yeah. like you said you, uh, you keep an eye on people <laughs> <laughs> exactly um nah this is like uh this started about a year ago a year or something i would say a little bit more than a year when we started talking um i got this random message on my instagram saying hey this is so and so from umg how can we help you I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's obviously spam delete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, to this day, I even tell them, like, or they say the person who said that to me is like, yeah, mate, like, you really have to work on your pitch. Like, you don't really say, how can I help you? Like, this is something that, I don't know, you go to a restaurant or you go to a coffee place and somebody comes and they don't even ask you, like, how can I help you? You're there. So yeah. if you're in a restaurant, somebody say, what can I bring you? Like, what do you, what do you drink? What do you want to eat? You have to be more specific 
because I went on a call with that guy uh, a week after that because I was like, fuck it, you know, I'll bite. Let's yeah. see, let's see what happens. <laughs> and it's like, how can I, what can I, what, what can I help you with? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, musically, like, what is it? It's like, no, no, what, what, what how can we help you? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> really on, looking, <laughs> I, I told him like, I'm really looking, I'm looking for a house. Like, <laughs> do you know anybody? <laughs> I said, I don't want you guys to give me money to buy one. I said, like, but if you if you know but anyone that sells, like, I would genuinely be interested. Like, <laughs> this is my area. This is my budget. Like, this is the, the square meters that I want. Like, what the fuck? Who's your realtor? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like, you ask somebody, like, oh, how can I help you? Just anything. Just tell me anything. I mean, that was, like, in the top of my list at the, at the time. So. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it apparently, you know, it had to be related to music. Um, so... Yeah, it was like uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, it was a distribution deal. And uh, that eventually became a distribution deal on steroids in the sense of like um, quick fast forwards, like we are still independent. Nobody bought us or anything like that because there's a little bit of a misconception. Like I came across a few people that were like, oh, so how much money did you get for, you know, selling out to, to Universal? I'm like, First is none of your business. Secondly, <laughs> I didn't sell out. <laughs> so, is, so, yeah. is it technically an imprint then? A what? An imprint? Uh, no, no, no. It's it's a distribution deal basically, no. and uh, we get to operate independently, like the way we operated already. Uh, and we are allowed, or let's say, we are provided with their network in the sense of like. I mean, I can talk to anybody that I want or that I know their email, like they're helping with something, whether this is like data or it's playlisting, but let's differentiate that, the playlisting, let's get back to that because a lot of people might think like, oh my God, editorials. No, it's not, that's not it. I would, I would hope for that, but unfortunately that's not the case because a lot of th people might think that, oh my God, Pueblo Vista and Universal, now we're going to get like shit tons of fucking streams and we're going to become the Justin Biebers of fucking lo-fi, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there were a couple of cases like that of, you know, releases we had to take down because there was like, um, I would say wrong expectations. Right. To be polite. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, we can use their network, their resources, anything that you know like that can quote unquote help the brand but uh at the end of the day it's a struggle in the sense of uh things were a lot more straightforward and easier with dashco but it's like a different level of organization like dashco is like i don't know 50 employees universal is i don't know a million 50 <coughs> employees so yeah there's like different universals all over the place um it's, it's a one company, but everything else is more or less locally independent. For example, we signed with Universal Music Austria because I live in Austria. Uh, that is more or less uh, connected to Universal Music Germany um, and the whole Dach region, as they call it, like Deutschland, uh, Austria and, and Switzerland. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and. You know, for me, at the end of the day, not being, um, not doing this like full time in the sense of, I have a, a a day job that pays the bills, 
So I always had like a nine to five ever since I can remember myself, which is great. And this is something that started as a hobby. Then I added some goals to it and then it worked out. So I was like, I would, I thought to myself, I would be stupid not to explore this yeah. and see what happens. You know, I just, the most important thing for me was like to make sure that there's not going to be any, uh, um, bad, there's not going to be a bad deal for the people who already release music with Pablo Vista in the sense of, um, I mean, universal being universal, of course they had to try and get the super duper exclusivity and shit like that um but i made sure that nobody other than me is going to be exclusive to them so <laughs> everybody can you know release with us they can release on their own they can release with yeah. whoever it's not a problem um so if anybody gets fucked in the end that's gonna be me nobody else <laughs> uh, i just have to make sure for that because uh, there's like there's a lot of how should i say like it's it's um there's a chasm between the worlds let's say that super duper commercial industry world and what we do in our day-to-day -day. yeah um the easiest different would be difference would be that you know for them is a job they work from monday to friday maybe there's some people who work over the weekends but usually it's monday to friday and then mm. if you have any questions on the weekend you know sucks yeah <laughs> sorry uh but for us it's like i think weekends and late nights is where we actually thrive and you have more time to just, you know, talk to people, whatever. I mean, I know you have issues on Sundays because you're, you're a church boy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sundays are off. <laughs> so, and, um, yeah, this is how it more or less went down with universal. And, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of like, like I said, a struggle because there's uh, a lot more work that gets delegated like when it comes to you and me for example we have a release or let's say dashco let's say uh average distributor you uh aaron asks for paul uh the tracks i give you all the data like the, the wave files you make the covers you upload it it's out that's it yeah with universal is like uh, i get the stuff i upload it in one system and then I need to, that one system, I need to make sure the metadata is, is com it's complete. And I send that to a guy. And then I send the data to another guy. And then they both send their shit to another guy Ugh. who sends it to another guy. And then when this is, when all these guys <laughs> or girls figure it out, then you might actually see it on your uh, upcoming releases on Spotify for artists, yeah. by the way. Uh, and this takes a while like there's been stuff that i would you know upload on their system like three months ago and still won't show and, Oof. and i was like guys that's painful on, yeah like it's not just painful like how should i say like for me because for me like or let's say as a label manager for a working with a, an average distributor like you would do that take it off your list it's done you don't yeah. have to worry about it anymore maybe you need to worry about a little bit of like a pre-save promotion or some shit like that but yeah. then that's that but when i get like you know I, I i i scheduled your release three months ago and then three weeks before the release aaron sends me a message like paul why why don't i see my upcoming release in the and i'm like for fuck's sake because <laughs> <laughs> You know that that for me that ship has sailed like yeah. it's not in my you, head you've anymore. ticked it off and it's, it's you're moving on to the next thing 
Exactly. And there's like some little like trivial shit like that. And you're like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, or like giving you access to systems like, you know, the, the, royalty, the royalty system or this system. And it takes time and you're like, like, you know, people want to, you know, see their numbers. They want to have like maybe a detailed breakdown of how they performed. Why not? Of course, people have said, you know, they're going to trust me. But at some point, you're like, hey, like what's 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 going on over there? Like what's happening? So this is there's a lot of shit that uh, I have to put up with yeah. behind the cam behind the scenes. <laughs> but yeah, thankfully, the we're, we're hoping for for uh, more results soon. Because yeah. it has been like a trial and error phase with them so far. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they let me down. They let me down in a lot of administrative stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just want to make sure I say that because there's <coughs> a lot of people who might think that, oh, you signed with one of the majors or something in whatever level. Uh, and apparently some people think that oh now it's like it's a fucking road paved with rosebuds and shit like that and this is like the road to the million streams and blah 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 that's not it no. <laughs> that's not it that's not it at all it's still uh, the same uh, still the same shit you probably vested but just with the uh, umg yeah yeah at some point i just felt like i i just i felt i traveled back in time like four years ago that i'm starting out yeah. But it's like for some reason everything is a lot worse and more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more awkward because you've got to get permission from six different people to do one thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, it's not like so much the permission is like they need to approve its each other's work. Yeah. In a way. Which is like it's fine by me, but I don't give a fuck. It's your job. Like I did my job in the mm. sense of like I'm here to do the, to get the music stuff out. Yeah. And the music is there, so it's it's. Uh, I, there's so many times that I felt like sending this like m meme, like this. You had one job, <laughs> 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 but I'm like, nah, it's okay, you know. Because at the end of the day, I cannot really be m mean or bad to the people that I work with directly um, in Austria, because I know I don't hold them personally accountable for why the release is not showing up in the spotify for artists thing yeah because it's it's not their job like it's somebody else's job but again it's like i also said like i don't want to be anybody's boss you guys have bosses already there like but you know so you shit out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it was like oh yeah but you definitely see the growth and this and that is happening whatever i was like mate like the only Thing that's growing is the length of my fucking emails to you like <laughs> it's becoming like more and more like this is like a lot of shit that's not happening and i have to push for it and whatever um and and i'm happy my, my wife hasn't kicked me out of the house yet for that shit because I, I i sold it to her in the way that oh now you know with universal everything's gonna be so amazing and we're gonna chill we're gonna have I'm so gonna much time <laughs> nope <laughs> Yeah, nope. <laughs> I know that one. No, I, I, I think it's it's hard for you to, I guess, say how it's going so far because, like you said, there's still a lot of trial and error going on. You're still figuring out 
how it's all working and how it works for you and i guess because of the way that the the music industry is it's going to be like six to eight months until you really see any i guess positive or negativity yeah. from this entire yeah, thing definitely. and i think that's something a lot of artists don't realize as well is that the the music biz is slow as fuck yeah like you can release something in february and not see anything from it until like, well, like a July. year or two years down the line i mean i mean I've, I've had yeah. that with tracks that we put out like two or three years ago. Like I had like a release like from 2018 that it just started getting buzz. I don't know mm. who used it where and whatever. It, it didn't make it didn't make an editorial or some shit like that. It just like went from, I don't know, 10 streams a day to two and a half thousand streams a day. And it's just been climbing. Every, yeah, probably TikTok could be like somebody. Yeah, it could be that like somebody put it out on TikTok and then people like looking for it. But then you're like you never really know and to add to what you're saying is like what what i think what a lot of let's say new artists and it might sound a little bit cliche as well is that they don't really have the mm. patience to you know work i mean i don't blame them either because it's the the ecosystem that we you know live in or like we work that you see like some kid just puts out something and then lo-fi cow or you know cowgirl just picks it up and puts it on the fucking playlist boom man <laughs> and you go from like yeah. zero to a million streams like within i think that this is within the first like couple of weeks you can you know see the first million yeah um sadly you don't see a million euros in your bank <laughs> but yeah that's no. a whole other story and uh, and of course you know everybody's gonna be like fuck it you know if if aaron made it if paul made it i can make it too like why not but yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, you see like the the background that Aaron or any Aaron or any Paul might have, because sure, you know, luck is a lot. It's, it's very evolved in what we do because you have to be super fucking lucky, especially with mm -hmm. this genre, uh, especially nowadays that, you know, independent distributors means everybody can just fucking release music now to all the music platform like. Yeah. I don't know. Before Spotify was out there, the only platform was iTunes. That was it. Yeah. And you needed a, to release it through like some CD shit like that or, or some, some label like who knew their shit or they were signed with some other distributor or whatever. Like, because back in the day, it was like two distributors. Now it's like a hundred and two. And yeah. they just keep popping up every day. And everybody's promising stuff. Like, there's another five Dascos at the moment that can promise shit. Or there's like, or even hmm. labels. Not, not, let's not even go to labels in the sense of like they just grow up like fucking mushrooms now and I don't understand like I've been yeah. doing this fucking thing for like five years now and still <clears throat> I don't know who the fuck curates editorial playlists and then like random dudes just show up yeah. and it's like and you see like you know jizzy vibes five <laughs> beats this is like full <laughs> of these labels and I'm like what the fuck like what happened yeah. there like can somebody like direct me somewhere can i see some shit i heard other stuff that especially for apple it's like you know you gotta i think it's definitely you gotta know people you definitely gotta know people um, oh 100 but then you know some of the people that i tried to get to know <laughs> They never returned my messages. So I was like, Didn't wanna know. you know, I'm here, man. Like, what's 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 happening? Like, what's up? Um, I, I don't I don't really know. I don't really know what's what's 
Yeah, that, that's literally me just with general playlist curation as well. Like, hey, have you, are you taking playlist submissions? <laughs> no. And just hear nothing. No. <laughs> but then I'll see, like, someone that is, like, I guess not not as, I guess, big as me. If, if we're going to go down that route, they, they like, message them and they're, yeah. they're like, best friends. <laughs> like, oh, for fuck's sake. Exactly. <laughs> but d- does it not, does it not, like... I guess if we're going to be blunt about it, does it not piss you off that these labels kind of pop up out of nowhere that are run by artists that just think they can make a quick buck? I think I think it's a mixed bag of emotions. Like, I definitely my first reaction would be probably the same as yours. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How yeah. the fuck? This beep, 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 whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, good for them. I'm just going to do my shit. Because it's like... There are some times that I, mm. I just go so deep into the fucking rabbit hole that you're like, nothing is worth it anymore. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I don't know, kill myself. Not literally, but yeah. You <laughs> know, right, shit like fuck. that. Like, just like feel really bad, especially if you're managing the label. It's not just you. It's like, yeah, there's other people that look up to you. What we said before, like, you, you do this sort of like, um, artist development because as you said before it's like there's no more this uh, classic artist signing this was like back in the 60s and the 70s that they would sign somebody and yeah they would just blow you up because you had vinyl records shows radios shit like that nowadays yeah. fuck it you know with you know soundcloud came up boom you know your music is all over the world um and yeah you have all these other people looking up to you and then because you have like a very um direct even friendly relationship with everybody it's like hey paul what's mm-hmm. happening there what's that thing? it's just like it's like it's like that's why i say it's a mixed bag of of whatever because it's you're still feeling pressured you feel responsible you feel like you're letting people know uh, letting people down yeah. it's you feel depressed <laughs> you get anxiety like it's fucked <laughs> up and then exactly like you see like fucking uh, lo-fi, chili, hoppy, jeezy beats records show up out of nowhere. It's like boom, hundred k overnight. It's like what the fuck? Like what? Did, yeah. Where did I go wrong in this? <laughs> it's like whose dick am I not sucking? Like what's happening here? So yeah, mostly Facebook. Uh, yeah, ads. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really know. Like it, when it comes to like, for example, what I can be like really straightforward, and I'm, what what really pisses me off. Uh, in the whole thing is that the pie is big enough for everybody, literally everybody. So I don't really appreciate the whole gatekeeping that's happening in the sense of like, yeah, how should I say? It's not a fucking secret that you ran ads, bro. I see your fucking ads on my Instagram feed, every fucking, every other scroll. Like I see them. So when you come up to me, it's like, oh, I'm not going to let you know what's happening. And like, I've been building up my career for like 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And I'm like so embedded into this blah, 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 blah. Go fuck yourself. Like it's ass. Like nobody, I I didn't ask you to take screenshots of your Facebook business. It's a good. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. Trust me though. It doesn't really work with everybody the same. Like you can, it's like. How should I say? It's like yeah. a food recipe. Like you're gonna do a stew, I'm gonna do a stew. It's the ingredients. It's the you know the person who's cooking it. It's, it's not gonna taste the same. Yeah. So yeah. it's not gonna work out for, 
for both of us the same way. Like one of my best friends, uh, uh, he's into uh, electronic music, uh, and he has like a pretty dope label. I mean, I'm I don't I'm not gonna mention any names because he's like pretty pretty creep creeped out and, and very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anyway, fuck it. Um, oh, no, not cautious. <laughs> Larry? Uh, yeah, paranoid. paranoid. <laughs> superstitious. Superstitious. <laughs> but yeah, you can say right. paranoid. Anyway, and there's like, I like he's one of my best friends, like even before the whole thing, we do labels and stuff like that. I know him for like 25 years. And we shoot ideas to each other all the time. Like, I did this and I did that. And, it was like, and shit that worked out for me did not work out for him and vice versa. I mean, of course... In mm-hmm. that case, it's like two completely different, I would say, even opposite genres, uh, lo-fi with you know deep house and shit like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, but there's no like, you know, it, it's it's. I mean, what's the whole point about community and sharing and whatever if you're not sharing? Like at the end of the day, I don't know. What is knowledge if you don't share it? Like you keep it to yourself. You gotta make your, you know. Yeah, I mean that—that's the whole reason why I've—I've I've got that um, playlist cheat sheet. That I mean, I—I've been compiling that since I started in 2019, and I just thought, what's the point of keeping it for myself when I could just give it to everyone? And that's something I've kind of started pushing myself to do more because when before all of this, um, I used to run a game in a nerd culture publication, like an online okay. like news thing, and like the stress of all of that and the whole like gatekeeping behind it and you know like you said people coming up out of nowhere and already having so much success that just drove me to be like you know what fuck it i can't do this anymore because it's just it's stressing me out i was in a super dark place and whatever and coming from that i've kind of been like look we all learn the same shit at some point during our career so why don't i kind of just help you know push people along and that's why i've got that playlist that's why i'm doing the label that's why you know i've been joining stuff like this to to talk about everything that's going on within this community to try and make it like better to stop shitty people ruining it for for new producers to stop people taking the piss out of these new producers and it's you know that i'm pretty sure there's one uh laid back feline that we can both relate to when it when it comes to shitty people in the community definitely i mean at the end of the day there's like shitty people in all aspects of life you know whether it's our everyday life absolutely it's like a job or work or fucking walmart for all i care um that's the that's the melting pot of shitty people actually walmart (laughs) uh shitty looking people but anyway um Nah, it's it's I, I I get I don't know and it's a lot of I, I came across a lot of people who find it hard to actually believe that I I'm more happy when somebody makes it outside of let's say Pueblo Vista or the label because because this is like this is the the motto that I've been the the mo uh, my mo is a label as well like that that Pueblo Vista should be the stepping stone for whatever you do i mean maybe now mm-hmm. you know with universal and all that shit but you know until things start falling into place I, I cannot really say anything um and i can never i won't consider myself being like a top dog or whatever when you have like i don't know chill hop music whether we love to hate them yeah. or hate to love them or whatever you know they 
set the trend or maybe they they they, they set the the mark for putting the business into the whole thing that we are doing whether we like it or not it's like the, yeah. the classic uh rags to riches i guess story like starting from youtube going to you know the guys will like motherfuckers have like they own a whole fucking building you know there's like people working for them and shit like that yeah so yeah um and I'm, I get more happy when somebody's gonna, you know, put out some stuff with us, and then this is gonna help them out, uh, getting them noticed, and they can, you know, go and sign with somebody else and uh, blow up even more. I mean, there's like a bunch of, yeah, I think for my end, uh, on my end, cases of of people that I loved seeing how they progressed. Um, one of them is like definitely one of my uh, OGs. Uh, I think he's. Maybe he's watching, but I saw like a, a comment from him. Uh, I have a face, Francesco. Um, mm-hmm. Like he was doing okay. He was getting a lot of love from uh, from uh, Bootleg Boy back in the day, like back in 2018. Uh, sad, lo-fi shit, whatever. Um, really yeah. cool stuff. And then we started releasing. He entrusted me with a bunch of his music. Uh, we started releasing. We had like a plan. Like I also like felt a little bit like. I was as if I was managing him as an artist as well, but it wasn't like it was a friendly relationship. We just like shoot ideas to each other yeah. and say, oh, this works. Because again, it's what I told you before, like I had just started out and Francesco was like kind enough to say, OK, I'll release with you. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, yeah. And then we did some uh, sort of like strategic releases with uh, Hip Dozer. Like Hip Dozer was when Hip Dozer was uh, was a thing back then. I think they're coming around now as well. It's like it's yeah, they disappeared. Yeah. I think for a couple of years, uh, which was great for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of love to Hip Dozer though. Like you know, they they they're one of the um, I don't know the OGs labels out there, um, and I'm happy to see that they reworked their contracts too. Was like they had some pretty interesting clauses in the contracts uh anyway and then yeah. you know francesco like blew up um after that uh another guy is uh, eugenio easy um eugenio just uh went like we released a bunch of shit from him like i i admire his uh his patience uh and also dealing with me with his uh quite limited at the time english <laughs> He almost like pissed me off in the beginning in the sense of he was really focused in, in a specific cover. And I was like, you know what, man, I don't want to argue with you. Like, you know, take it somewhere else. It's OK. <laughs> but after that, like um, we uh, we came a little bit closer together. We like, started talking and some stuff. Uh, and then he out of the blue, he's like, boom, he's releasing with Cowgirl now. Well, he had like a couple of releases, but. I loved seeing him going, you know, blowing up even more because he's like a really fucking good producer. And not only like, yeah. he's also like an instrumentalist, like he can play like guitar, piano, stuff like that. And it's not like we, I think we've been past, we've, we've been past the whole sample flipping thing, especially when it comes to lo-fi, there's like all these new um, influences coming in. So yeah, and I'm, I'm generally happy yeah. to see people like, you know, make it. In, in the greater sense of like, you know, Absolutely. sharing knowledge. Like if, if something worked out for me, I'll tell you, like, you just need to ask. I mean, why yeah. not? It's not like some fucking, I don't know. It's not fucking Area 51 and, and Roswell incident and aliens and shit like that. So 
why yeah. not share the, the the stuff that you knew and then we can you know help each other out and i mean that's the whole point of a fucking community like why would you promote the whole community yeah. when it comes to like the listeners and the producers but when it comes to label owners like no 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 i mean we're at each other's throats and fuck you ah go get shag see yeah that i'm not yeah definitely not that at all um that, that's something i've been trying to build as well like you know getting to know people like yourself and, and other label owners to you know we kind of have that mutual understanding of of what we're doing to try and get yeah. our artists out there so it's like hey you know i've got a new release you've got a new release how can we work together to, yeah, exactly. to help each other out whether that's putting our tracks on each other's playlists or you know sharing something that oh look at what this label's done and that's something that we've we've been trying to do with our label like rather than just keeping our artists to us and, and our releases to ourselves hell if if an artist that released with us some, like three months ago has put something else out that we think's awesome we'll share it and we'll say hey look exactly. at what our artists yeah. are doing what what you know why why you sit there and be like oh why did they release that song with that label well they could have done better with us <laughs> or, uh, yeah it's just that that, that kind of mentality it, it, i don't think it's going to get you anywhere um i i've i've had a a long time um looking at greener pastures and being like well why are they yeah. doing that better than me rather than actually trying yeah. to improve myself um yeah and, and i guess over the past couple of years i've just been like you know what i need to stay true to myself i need to do what i do and if i can share that with yeah, the world I think that's great. that's the that's the big secret at the end of the day you just need to you know stay in your lane do your shit of course you know you're gonna sneak left and right and check things out and look out of the window and see what that guy's doing what that guy's doing whatever maybe you know you're on the highway some cars go faster than you some cars go slower fuck it like it is yeah. what it is like it's i don't know like it's like this whole um illusion of of property of like owning something like like let alone a fucking yeah. person like an artist like dude i don't know and i might sound a little bit cheesy here but you don't own shit we don't own shit in this fucking life yeah you know like this fucking bottle like my fucking watch my glass i don't own that shit that <laughs> shit is gonna go to the dumpster in like 40 50 years from now if i make it that that far you know like fucking the clothes you're wearing yeah. you don't own that shit that's fucking garbage like the only thing you can own it's like <laughs> this moment in time here where we have this chat like i, I was like oh i was yeah. there with aaron and we had this call and we did this fucking instacast whatever shit like yeah. i i own that exactly but your money in the bank dude you're gonna die somebody else is gonna own it after that <laughs> like <laughs> fuck you like whatever so yeah i mean money in the bank the bank owns your money you don't own that shit again so it's yeah like this whole like maybe i don't know maybe it's i sound a little bit also like romantic and shit like that but this is like what i think i mean i i do also understand that i speak from a safe point in the sense of like i have a day job so mm yeah it's not i wouldn't even call it like some i had i had some talks with people it's like yeah of course you know it's it's a really good plan b i'm like dude that's my plan a like that's my day job like there's no plan b really yeah like saving money in the bank <laughs> that's the plan b but it's not that oh if music fails at least you have your day job <laughs> though, though it, it doesn't make any sense you know? yeah that that's a, yeah, yeah an that interesting sentence outlook. doesn't make any sense for me it's like it's not that if music fails like if music fails it fucking fails it is what it is you know as long as 
I don't steal anybody's money or nothing really bad happens. Yeah, as long as, you know, I'm not hurting anyone with what I do. So fuck it. We just want to have a few yeah. laughs, hopefully a few beers, uh, you know, casual banter. Make some money out of it. Why not? Sure. Um, and it is yeah. what it is. But at the end of the day, the, you know, to, to go there, you just need to, I guess, spread the knowledge and talk about stuff. Because like I said in the beginning, like something that works out for you doesn't mean that it will work out for me. Like, oh, I'm not going to tell Aaron my secret, how I set up my amazing custom audience in Facebook and got me like 100 <laughs> followers a day. Like, fuck that. Like, everybody knows already, like... Speaking of which, like uh, ads and stuff like that, I run ads since last summer. Mm -hmm. I push, I would say, at least 70% of my earnings to the fucking ads. Like, I just funnel shit there yeah. all the time. Like, since last, because uh, I actually checked it last night, since last June, I spent a little bit over 25,000 euros in ads in advertising fucking out these two three different playlists that we have especially on spotify because like unfortunately there's no way to track the performance or let's say the growth of a playlist on apple music because you know there's no numbers there's no nothing yeah if you have like an uh, an apple device you might get a notification that said oh that person followed your playlist I did run some ads on like an Apple playlist on the Apple playlist that we had, the main one for like about a couple of months. And I stopped counting after the, I don't know, I got like 30, 40 notifications, but it's like, I, unless you have like a, a piece of paper on the side and it's like literally make a, you know, a line is like one, two, three, five, ten people. Like you don't really know. Um, and this is what I do. Like I funnel the money there. And because I did yeah. that with uh, tone den IO, which is like, I thought it was like a pretty yeah. decent, um, let's say, service back then. And then if you want to start advertising with them, you need to have this um, subscription fee or whatever. So a lot of people actually back down as soon as that thing pops up because you need to pay like 150 bucks a month or some shit. Or yeah, 100 bucks a month if you want to have like a specific number of ads shown or money spent. Um, but I was like, yeah. fuck it, you know, I've been saving up for the first three four years of Pablo Vista so I might as well start throwing even more back to it it's a, it's a fucking cow if you don't feed the cow you're not gonna get any milk from it it is what it is no exactly um, and over Christmas we got like uh, we had like the main playlist at the time I think it had like about I don't know like a thousand followers like everything was like organic as fuck in the sense of like until that day last last summer I hadn't spent a fucking dime on anything Instagram, maybe I did yeah. some Instagram post ads, like, you know, where through through the app on your phone, you're just like, yeah, let's add some money to it for like a week or two. But that was it. Um, yeah. And then I was like, fuck it, let's go. So we had like about a thousand followers there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the streams were not even <laughs> nothing, <laughs> whatever. Because most of the followers <laughs> you get on Lo-Fi, it's other producers. <laughs> other producers never yeah. listen to your shit. I was about to say that. <laughs> was, listen, like they would just follow you just because you just want, you, we just love creeping up on people. <laughs> That's it. It's like, well, let's see what that yeah. guy's doing. Exactly. Let's see what that guy's doing. Um, or, you know, the uh, the tone den follow gates as exactly, well for submitting. Exactly. And, um, and it went pretty well. Like within 
the first year uh, until like Christmas, and I will say why. It was like really blowing up. I think we amassed about 18, 19,000 followers. And I started having like a little bit of a doubt in the sense of like, mm, are these bots? Like what's happening? But the streams mm. proved otherwise because there was a moment in time for like three yeah. months that I, that we had from that main playlist uh, about 200 to 250,000 streams on a monthly basis from that particular playlist. And I was like, fuck, this is great. On all, of course, on across all the tracks there, we had like about, I don't know, I had about three, 350, 350 tracks there. Uh, so it was like pretty decent numbers for like indie standalone, you know, in label. Yeah. And then the whole Apple Facebook beef happened when Tim Cook really went yep. balls deep on the Zook. And then the Zook was like, you know what? Fuck you, yep. we're not gonna change the private settings. And then Tim Cook was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and half of the traffic just disappeared. Like every Apple device user would start getting this privacy notifications or whatever. And of course, it could be something that you do every day, but as soon as you see like a notification, it's like, oh, this app is trying to get blah, blah, blah. Yes or no, fuck it. You're like, no. Yeah doesn't matter even though you have an account on facebook you gave up your rights to privacy like years ago man <laughs> yeah exactly um, so yeah and and that's when the fuckery started happening and then like i kept spending the same money on the same settings on the same ad and you would get like nothing like we were doing like about 100 to mm. 150 followers per day and the streams were there to prove the numbers and then that dipped into i don't know like 15 followers a day and the streams were like boop, yeah like that i was like fuck so yeah there's a whole bunch yeah, of stuff and you have now to do now it's like i don't know with, I'm, um, I'm trying to, to revive it pixel. i did secure some funding from my friends in universal uh so i'm just throwing a fuck ton of cash there <laughs> now to be like full uh, full disclosure, like I got uh, about five grand to uh, spend on ads, and because basically I was like, you know, you guys need to get your shit together. Um, it would be really helpful if you could, you know, help us with our playlists. Um, they were like, they were kind enough to provide that. Uh, so I'm just gonna run. I'm just currently running a campaign for the next three months and spending about like 50 euros a day on the main playlist and mm -hmm. I already see results and I'm doing like um, lookalike audiences. So it's not uh, just targeting everybody who has Spotify and listens to lo-fi music, yeah. but using your pixel data, <laughs> you can have this sort of like lookalike audiences so you can target people who are similar to, I mean, that's why it's called lookalike, who are similar to the audiences that already engaged with your content and in specific, you know, countries and stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's really cool because it narrows it down to about, I don't know, the way that I narrowed it down is about to uh, four or five, four, I think it's four, four point eight million people, which is a pretty good sample than going yeah. like, you know, you target the world. <laughs> Like, even if you spend like a fucking <laughs> thousand bucks a day, you're not going to get the same engagement that you were hoping for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, ads 
it's also like um it's a lot easy to say like oh yeah that motherfucker is like spending a fuck ton of money on ads that's why he got followers this is this is me a year ago or maybe two years ago i said that i said that uh <laughs> and then you get into the whole ad thing it was like ah but it doesn't matter like if you throw like a hundred bucks a day on a and you set up your ad like shit you're just gonna lose a hundred bucks a yeah. day but the thing is that's that's work in itself correct like finding the right audience audience and the right people, people like to, settings to like i've watched like videos over videos on youtube or like articles or whatever like people explaining what a lookalike audience is and what the cpm is the crt and blah 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 whatever i mean there is a a rule of yeah. thumb that says you know if uh, uh what is it click cost per click cp cpc if your cpc is like more than 10 cents yeah to the euro to the dollar or whatever then something's off like you should not go for that it's expensive yeah the other thing that i found out at least like for me again that it's like it's mainly that instagram stories that work because i tried facebook instead of like advertising both on facebook and instagram stories and what facebook does it finds the cheapest costs and just pushes the bulk of it there yeah so it was like pushing 99 percent to facebook and one percent on instagram and then on Facebook, you get a bunch of yep. clicks and a bunch of people visiting your I don't know, Spotify list or the link that you have there, but nobody follows it for shit. They just don't. Yep. Uh, I had that. But yeah. right, on that note, I've just got to run to the, the bathroom because this toilet, th this drone's going to run for me. So I'll be two seconds. Go I'm just it, like, Go <laughs> so Yeah, I'll keep up seconds. the live here with everybody else. Right. So. Um, I hope you guys find the discussion interesting so far. I mean, there's not a lot of you. It's like 11 people. I'm surprised we managed to have 10 people straight listening to that shit all this time. Yeah. Started off as a banter a little bit, and then now we're getting into the whole uh, balls deep discussion about more music related subjects. I don't know. If you guys have any questions or whatever, I have the, the live open up on my computer on a different tab because it's impossible to go through the questions here. So if you want to ask something specific, ask me or Aaron something very specific. Uh, just go for it. <laughs> I think I heard Aaron flush the toilet actually. That's a pretty good microphone, by the way. YouTube ads. I've done YouTube ads for some shitty uh, video that I had years ago, but I've, I've never done YouTube ads to promote music because I've, my YouTube, or let's say the Pueblo Vista YouTube channel is pretty much dead. So I always thought that it would be pointless to run YouTube ads. Uh, TikTok ads. Uh, I have no idea. TikTok, I just made an account, I think two days ago. Hello. Uh, I'm just answering questions uh, there. Uh, so I made an account on TikTok, I think two, three days ago, just to, I don't know, make sure that nobody else gets the Pueblo Vista name or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have known that. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Uh, so, no. Well, I, used, I got a TikTok business account um, to, to run some ads, uh, but because it wanted me to load money in before we started running stuff. I was like, okay, I'll just wait until a royalty check comes through. 
royalty check comes through, I completely forget about it. And then I got an email last week, like, we've disabled your ad account. What? Like, well, <laughs> it was like, oh, there's something, it was like, it's been, it, there's, there's suspicious activity uh-huh. or something. And I'm like, I haven't touched it. What the fuck? Speaking of suspicious activity, right uh, what was it? Um, when I f- was first starting with YouTube, uh, I had to, uh, an interesting backstory is that I had uh, my first Pueblo Vista YouTube channel. I had to uh, take it down, delete the account and make a new one. This was like back in 2014. Because when I started making the travel vlog stuff, uh, drone videos and shit, uh, my, my mom was like, a, she is still a number one fan, of course. And uh, I... I think I mentioned to her at some point that uh, I make money through YouTube via the ads or whatever. And if people click and whatnot, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And she got like so passionate about it. She started clicking on everything. <laughs> and then eventually I got a, I got a message, an email from YouTube says, oh, your AdSense account is disabled due to suspicious of clicking activity. I was like, come on, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> so, so you're the reason they changed the uh, the settings yeah, for getting yeah, partner yeah. accounts. I, I mean, I can't blame the woman. Like, she was like just trying to express love to what her kid was doing. I don't know. I guess like ten years ago when I started like doing that stuff. <laughs> so, I was like, damn it, mom, because <laughs> she was like really proud. I was making like I don't know fifty cents a day, which is if you think about it, fifty cents a day. It's better than nothing. Like you just make something, whatever. A yeah. lot of people say, "Look, oh yeah, I'm doing this whole like lo-fi shit, or whatever, for passive income." Dude, as as long as you do work, it's not passive. <laughs> you do the yeah. work; it's not passive anymore. Sure, you can make some money out of your old stuff or whatever, um, but yeah. So yeah, she got like super happy about it, and uh, that costed me my AdSense account. Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah nah, uh. so but but tiktok uh ads no like this uh forest kid says that lo-fi fruits for ads all up on tiktok okay yeah interesting yeah yeah lo- that's the whole reason i decided to get the ad account because i was like fuck if they're yeah, doing yeah, but it it's like lo-fi fruits uh it's a whole other monster you know what i mean it's like the whole strange yeah fruits company thing whatever uh i mean i'm not even sure we should say anything about them because i heard a lot of people getting sued by them whatever it's an interesting how should i say i'm I'm just gonna say this it's um a brilliant business plan or uh structure or whatever you want to call it it's it's a very uh brilliant business thing um does it work for the business because it, it, it's a commercial business. It has to make profit, you know? It does. Yeah. Does it suck balls for other people? It does. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Because I got to give it to them. Like, um, when this, I, when 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 the, the whole lo-fi fruits thing happened, uh, I mean, I was really surprised with the people who actually released with them. Like, there were some people that I never thought they would, but they did. And I was like, bro, mm. like, come on. You cannot be like virtue signaling about lo-fi and preaching the good word of 
lo-fi and stuff. And I was like, oh, <laughs> here's my latest release. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, but you you know the 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 whole plan about the the releases, right? So let's just you know maybe break it down for the yeah. people who don't know, <laughs> people who consider releasing without. Um, well, you can't yeah, anymore. anymore. No, you can't anymore because I think after the whole uh, thing went became you know <laughs> tits tits up, up. I think that's a good expression. <laughs> uh, they just stopped and they just focused on the covers. Um, so it's yeah. basically you would release something. You would start with, a, what was it, like a thousand bucks deficit, like you own them for marketing. Yeah. They would put you to the amazing playlist. As soon as you reach the thousand, they take you off. <laughs> Boom. Man. You like a if that's not fucking genius, I don't know what is. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <Yeah. laughs> and then I was like really uh, mesmerized by the amount of, let's say, producers when I was like, oh, Lo-Fi Foods fucked me over. I'm like, dude, like, you knew exactly what you were signing up for. I mean, come on. Especially if, if yeah. when, when this thing, you know, happened to other people, and they're like, it's not gonna happen to me. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the whole business plan. That's the strategy. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is gonna change? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was surprised. I mean, uh, even I, I mean, there's like a bunch of. Uh, producers slash label owners who even released with them. I was like, bro, wow. And then I saw some people like flexing streams that they got from Lo-Fi Fruits on Twitter. And I was like, seriously? Like you're flexing what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> of course. But, but that in itself is is kind of the this whole thing with the playlist ecosystem. Like these people just absolutely love that they've got like, you know, cowgirl. But then in a month's time when that song is yeah. perceived as old and it gets replaced with yeah. other newer songs and those those streams drop off, people go from like a million streams monthly 50, listeners to yeah, like yeah. 50. No, it's, it's like I call them like lo-fi elevators. Like this is what they are. It's lo-fi elevators yeah. all the way. And I think that a lot of producers and I wouldn't say like young or whatever because I, you know, the, the, the level of idiocy sometimes is the same. Is that... Hmm. this is hurting you in the long run on the algorithm. Everybody's talking about the, you know, the old algorithm and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you are like at 50 K monthly listeners and you jump to a million and then after a couple of months back to 50, this is going to fuck you up so bad because you're not really converting listeners at all. Like, I mean, there's like websites like chart metric, no. which provides you with, a bunch of fucking metrics that you can, you know, dive deep. You don't have to have like, a, you know, of course, like the, the premium plan is insane. You have to pay like, I don't know, like 300 bucks a month or some shit like that to get like the, the, the yeah, whatever. But even the free stuff you can see uh, within the last 20, like a month to month uh, basis. And there's so, so much valuable information there. Like the, 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 you know listeners to streams ratio like how many uh the conversion you have like when i started as pueblo vista as an artist like the conversion that we had on listeners i think was like point zero zero something which is like impossible like it, it it's close to what the spotify royalty looks like <laughs> yeah um but now you know after like four or five years of grinding 
99% organically, this is turned into 3.5%. And then this puts you in this, this sort of like top 3% of artists on Spotify that make 95% of the streams throughout the platform. But yeah. you keep going like this. It's like... It's not really helping you out. Of course, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, uh, I guess releasing music with Cowgirl, Lo-Fi Girl, Chilled, yeah, whatever, uh, Chilled Cow could be like um, a goal. I mean, for me, it was also a goal. Like as soon as the guy turned the label, I was like... Mm. No, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Like, you know, having like, you know, check mark. Like I did been there, done that. Sure. But uh, the amount of flexing that people go into, I find it like, you know, good for you. You know, live your life. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. everybody knows you had 50,000 monthly listeners, mate. And you just released with Cowgirl. Of course, you're going to go to a million. But then you're going to drop from the million and go back to 50 in like a three months. Because as Aaron said, you know, your, your shit is going to be relevant in three months from now or old. So yeah. you're going like this. Uh, yeah, that's what the, they, they have to keep milking that cow. <laughs> they go like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. this, like, this puts you into this sort of like zone that you need to keep releasing with him. Otherwise, you get fucked. I think the mm -hmm. same thing applies with chill beats as well. You know, we all know that Ari is like very yeah. picky and shit like that, but it's the same. Like you need to keep releasing. And this is like one of the, I'm not going to mention any names out of respect. Like the, the issue that I, I ran with uh, a producer at some point that I think he just got very spoiled into getting X amount of streams and X amount of attention and X amount of uh, engagement over a very short period of time. So when he came to us, it's like, oh, but I was expecting, I'm like, I never promised you anything. Yeah, but I, you know, but you know, yeah. you're with Universal and Universal. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not Justin Bieber making his own lo-fi label. I'm just the guy. And yeah. I'm very straightforward. I mean, to other people that they don't know, it's like you, you know this huge document that I prepared for everybody, and I just send it out to everybody. It's like, here it is. Read it. Like full disclosure. Anything. Everything is there. If you have questions. Read the document. Like, there's nothing more, nothing less. Like, I'm not yeah. promising you shit. I'm telling you exactly what it is. And then I started getting like, I got a little bit of, um, oh, yeah, but I thought it was otherwise. And I'm not really sure you're running the label. I'm like, dude, like, I, I got like a, a voice message on WhatsApp. And I was like, I, I heard the first three seconds. And I was like, I just immediately, I'm like, dude, you can do whatever, <laughs> you know, with your stuff. Happily would take it down. But the moment you start talking about how I run this and around that, I'm like, you do it yourself yeah. for five years. See where that takes you. And then you can come to me and, you know, criticize me. I mean, I'm not against um, constructive critique or critique on that matter. You know, whether it's like positive or negative. But yeah, I would like to that to be based on something, not just one release that you decided to do with us because most of the people and i'm pretty sure yeah. you can understand that is like there's a lot of people that come to me nowadays and like because of the whole universal thing well like oh let's try with let's try let's try this out you know 
it doesn't work out. Like another thing that we can discuss apart from the, you know, lo-fi elevators is the fact that um, yeah, it's really important to, uh, and this is what I said to my guys as well, to limit the amount of labels you release with. If you would just want to release with everybody and see what everybody has to offer, you know, good for you. But this is going to hurt you in the long run yeah. because there's a lot of people who don't really know that um, that little field on Spotify or Apple Music where it says like label, the CNP basically, it's also yeah. taken into consideration. Like, because the algorithm is going to take that into consideration as well. See how many successful releases that label had and you know, drive it through mm -hmm. the numbers and the people who release with them. So if there's, if Aaron releases with Pueblo Vista and Kiwi all the fucking time, and then something picks up or like the label gets picked up in more editorials or whatnot, or the other algorithmically generated playlist is not just fucking lo-fi lo beats and Jeezy vibes, just like, you know, your daily mixes and New Music Fridays yeah. and Release Radar and all that stuff. <clears throat> Everything else is gonna pick up. Like a lot of other releases are gonna pick up, or the the This Is playlist. Apple Music has a similar one, but they kind of like keep it to very renowned artists. Not everybody has it. Yeah. Um, I I heard that, uh, and it's not confirmed that Deezer is working on something like that as well, because of course you know you gotta follow the leaders on that. Um, but yeah. this is also important. So. Like what I usually do when I get like a submission from somebody, for example, like I just go, you know, creep up on their profiles and shit. And then you see like they would release with like a thousand different labels. Like, come on. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I immediately have the I mean, we talked about being like uh, the whole ownership and whatever. And I don't feel like I own anybody, yeah. but deep down inside of us, especially when you're like managing a label, I think we value loyalty a lot. I mean, it's not fucking, you know, it's yeah, not oh, Godfather absolutely. stuff like you kiss the ring, I kill you if you go somewhere else. Uh, but <laughs> loyalty is a thing. Like it's, you know, you like to, ha you want to have loyal friends. Uh, you want to have a loyal partner. You want to have a, you know, a, a loyal bank <laughs> or, or whatever. But why not, you know, having the same with, you know the, the 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 artists that you release with and it is what it is <laughs> yeah and a lot of people don't don't seem to understand that because like there's a there's a clusterfuck of elements that actually you know mold you or mold mold the performance of your artists and all these streaming services it's not just like uh chilled cows playlist or chill beats playlist or whatever there's like yeah. a bunch of other stuff so if you only learned to release music through them and then at the same time you have like a hundred followers on your Spotify try to release something on your own see how that works out like that that's yeah. when you're gonna see the real numbers or the the, the people who really follow your music because the, the one thing that I'm happy yeah. to flex about is that when the whole Pueblo Vista thing started I a hundred and ten percent of the audience were passive listeners, meaning that every stream that you get comes from playlists. That's it. Now, five day, yeah. five years later, this has become like twenty-two percent active listeners and seventy-eight percent passive listeners. I'm like, that's fucking, that's great. That's good. Like, it, that's one when, when yeah. And I, 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 I saw that 
very vividly when we got dropped from the Dashko playlists because of all this grind and this organic streams. Like, it didn't really, how should I say? You could see it, but it didn't really make a dent in the sense of like streams or like yeah. people like got obliterated and went from, you know, 100K monthly listeners to 5K or some shit like that. So, yeah. If I were to, you know, just release with a specific label all the time and they would just drop me, I'd be fucked. And then what do you do after that? Yeah. Find another dick to sulk on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Like, a lot of the stuff that, that I guess that we offer as labels, you can do that yourself. Yeah. Like, we're not offering a gold pot at the end of a rainbow. Um, everything that we do can be achieved by yourself you know mm. independently uh, you know whether it's it's pitching to playlists whether it's uh, and this is something that i've written because i write blog posts that that nobody reads um to kind of offer that kind of advice and and you know labels are there to to offer time more than yeah. anything so it's the yeah. time that we spend to prepare your release yeah. market your release pitch your release out and stuff like that we're not you know the no. golden ticket we we're just there to give you a helping hand and hopefully kind of nudge you along that right direction where you can go and, and do that yourself because at the end of the day like you said it's amazing seeing someone come from working with you to then release something independently and, and that you know that shoots up through the roof that's that's probably the the biggest yeah. compliment that, that we as label owners can have is that someone comes away learning everything that we've we've helped them and mm. and succeeding yeah we're not because we're not labels in the traditional sense of the term anymore like that's mm. that's a thing of the past it's exactly what you said is like i spend more time talking to people than actually with my family sometimes <laughs> but it is what it is and, mm. and and i think the biggest thing that we offer you know because we don't have like the the huge playlists or whatever or or i don't know what um or free merch or whatever it's 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 basically providing all this information and exchange knowledge and we just work together and to figure things out and yeah thankfully you know i i, I there was there's very few cases of people who um you know came to me with releases and, and had like some weird misconception in their head about what i do whatever um another good example that i can give and, and i'm not going to mention any names <laughs> Uh, but that person <laughs> has a label now and is doing pretty well as well. Uh, is that when I first approached them, and this was like almost like three years ago. <laughs> um, oh, good. Uh, so it's not me. I was yeah, just thinking, this sounds like uh, me. It's, um, <laughs> I mean, we're, we were both at Dashko in that time, and it was like uh, an interesting idea from Rod. Like, oh, yeah, maybe you should, you know, talk to other Dashko uh, placed artists. Whatever. It was like pretty nice of him to say. It's like, yeah, it makes sense perfectly. Why not? Yeah. Keep the money in the family. <laughs> um, and I reached out to them and, uh, you know, give them my, my, my pitch that at the time was like, you know, I'm a nobody label. I just started out. would like to have you on board. Uh, I wanted, I'm always like the guy who wants to get the splits out of the way very fast because I think this is like the elephant into the room all the time because everybody's like happy and damn. It's yeah. Like, let's get that shit out of the way. And back then I was doing like, um, when I started, I was doing like a, 
an 80-20, but then again, this wasn't really scalable for me at the time. So I was like, I'm gonna flip it and do like a 30-70, which was the standard at at that time. Now everybody's doing 50-50. Mm. What the hell, man? Um, uh, and I gave him my pitch. That's the thing, whatever. And then this is like the the, the conversation got like completely derailed in the sense of like what and what are you gonna get me for that 30 percent and to be honest like i really i really did not have like a, a, a an answer but i was like yeah i'm just gonna you know be there for you like 24 7 try to push your shit as much as i can like even yeah. pay for ads like i don't care i mean i gave him the whole breakdown in the sense of like you know i have a day job it's okay, you know, I, I can spend, I mean, I don't have like a thousand artists on the label back then. It was like uh, 20 or something. So there was like a budget spent. Yeah. Um, I can do this and I can do that. And like, you know, I'm, I mean, if with you, like, with, I think it's like a fair deal. I don't know. Like, what do you think? I was, I was, you know, I, I would be down to even if he said like, oh, let's do 2080 or whatever. I was like, you know what? If I ever make a label, I'm going to ask people. And if you were to ask me how much... I would have said 90-10. <laughs> like, I, I, I like that, that mentality. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, you, you yeah. really want to provide. But at the end of the day, like, that, that's, you know, we're 70-30. We're um, or, well, it depends. So we offer kind of, I call them, like, yeah. release strategies just to yeah. sound cool um you know our standard one is like 70 30 we have a band camp first one where we'll release their album on, or track on back well not track but it's mostly free EPs and albums we'll put that on band camp first we'll have two week exclusivity we'll be pushing the band camp try and get them their sales that they'll receive 100 percent of then we'll go to the standard release of 70 30 and then if we want want to do physical we'll do 50 50 or if someone wants to come with us and just release with us with with zero support from us we'll yeah. do 80 20. you know we're, we're really upfront with with what we offer and i am that person that's like what are you doing for that percentage that you're taking of my <laughs> of my royalties you know i am i am that guy but that's why with our label we've kind of we've put that up front we're like yeah we're taking 30 percent but you know we'll help provide artwork if, if you need it we'll help with yeah. with marketing we'll help with any sort of artist stuff we'll pitch yeah. to playlists you know we'll help you with um like a social media strategy and stuff like that and being able to work because i work from home do doing um freelance marketing and stuff like that i yeah. do have that time and i have that availability to kind of okay well i've done a couple of hours on this marketing stuff i can move over to exactly. the label for for a couple of hours and and you know use that time which i know like yourself you, you've got nine to five you don't have I assume the fortunate. No, I do actually. Do I do nine to five yeah. from home in the past five hours, five oh, okay. years. It, it's great. It's great. It's oh, really great! great. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, I'm in oh, front perfect. of a screen well, twenty four seven. That's why I'm like, I'm reachable almost any given time. Which again, <laughs> it, sucks, well, it does suck. It? But if you think about it, how many <laughs> fucking label owners do that for you? Like, you send them a message and they would reply with you with the next five minutes. Cause I, I've heard of cases of people being complete dicks in the sense of like, oh, it's like, it's after five, mate. I can, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow morning. It's like, what? <laughs> okay. But then somebody messaged me like at 8.30 in the morning because not even to mention the fucking time zones, right? Cause we're in Europe. Mm. Yeah, you and me have like an hour difference, but then I have a couple of guys in India somebody's like in fucking malaysia somebody's in the states somebody's in fucking 
well, South Africa is in the same yeah. thing with us. Somebody's fucking Argentina. There's no like, there's not a fixed time for me. Like, good morning, good evening, like whatever, like. man. But this is part of the, uh, I don't know, that thirty percent that I'm asking for. That I'm twenty-four-seven fucking support. Or you want a shoulder to cry yeah. onto? You want to bitch about something? You have an idea, like you want to change your cover, or you thought again? Oh, I'm gonna change my artist name. Yeah, text me away. I mean, I'm more yeah. available than your fucking mom. You know what? Come <laughs> on. I mean, I, I try to keep some personal time, nah, but it, it don't happen. You know, like I I I think I taught myself to have personal times, personal time with all these people. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my me time. <laughs> Fuck the family. I'll that's my me time. It's like me and everybody else time. Yeah. Like I've there've been times that I'm just. I don't know, it's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm going to get some some snacks, <laughs> turn on Netflix, <laughs> everybody's asleep. I'm just going to watch something. And then you get this, ta-da. I was like, fuck. And there's yeah. like, some dickhead in Discord talking about yeah, shit. Yeah, I was bananas. like, fuck, let me see that message preview. <laughs> uh, should I click it? Should I leave him on scene? If I leave him on scene, like, he's going to be pissed. It's like, Wah. yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's there's no like uh, your time is my yeah. personal time. Going <laughs> going back to kind of an old man statement though, uh, what what is with all these kids and their voice messages? <laughs> Dude, it's that it's actually it's actually not that bad if you think about it. Like, oh, I can't. I can listen to them, but I just reply with yeah, text. Yeah, I, I I can't then just be like, oh, could like. Hey dude, how's there it going? Were, there were some times that I would get like a voice message and I'll be like, uh, it, it would just creep me out just to listen to it. It's like fucking weird sometimes. But then I, I it depends like who <laughs> sends that to you. Like for example, um, I got, uh, yesterday I talked to Nismo after like, I don't know, a fucking year or something. He just, <laughs> he just texted me on Instagram. You remember that track that we had? Like I finally found somebody to play some bass on it. <laughs> this was like a year ago. I think he was he was going after Kurt Stewart, and then nothing happened. So I was like, "Fuck it, you know, it's done." Um, and then he sent me that. I was like, "Oh, cool." And then he starts like sending me voice messages, and I was like, "And I got like two in a row." I was like, "What?" But I know that he's he's in New Jersey, and it's evening for me, so it's like probably almost like daytime for him, like maybe like noon or something. Yeah. So I would listen to his messages because I know like he's probably driving or something. I don't really know what he does for a living, but most of the times that he messaged me, like he voice messaged me, there's like some car background <laughs> happening. So he's probably driving. Yeah. Um, so I'd be like, okay, you know, I know him like it, it's okay. But some other dude that you never basically spoke to or whatever, like he sends you a voice message, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I get it, and I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I'll leave the room because we're like watching TV or something like that. And I'm just it's this random, I'm like, uh, or I'll like grab my headphones and listen to it, and then I'm just sitting there like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's um, sometimes it's faster in the sense of like you have to. I would do it when I have to like type away, and instead of just fucking typing paragraphs or shit, because I get into this zone sometimes like somebody says oh paul how do i get my dashco payment oh, like, fuck. like 
my immediate reaction is that I don't really have to tell you shit. Like you signed up for this, you need to figure it out. <laughs> but then I feel bad. I'm like, okay, like this involves some screenshots because you know the way Dashgo is set up, there's not like a clear indication that you need to fill out this sort of like priority payment form, whatever the fuck they call it, which is like so Americanized. It's like I, I think to this day they ask for the social security number. And like <laughs> your people. <laughs> You people. Um, I had people saying like, why, what does Dashko want my social security? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it to them. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't even know what that means. But we don't have social security <laughs> numbers. And like, but yeah, it's okay. Just leave it blank. Um, so yeah, like it must, this might involve like uh, stuff. And then I, I was like, fuck it. Let's just record something and just send it over and that's it. To this day, I've never okay. replied to one. I've never Dude. replied with a voice. Hang in there, <laughs> I'll brother. just text back. <laughs> I salute you for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting firmly in the Stone Age of sending, but I, I can't do voicemail. I can't. I hate talking on the phone. Okay. So any any form of like me just talking to myself, like I can do this because yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to you. I'm talking to someone. But I've started to do like Instagram lives and stuff. I used to do like video yeah. game streaming. I, I just can't fill silence <laughs> with me. <laughs> it's just so yeah, yeah, awkward. It's, yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't know. I, I found it very, uh, very useful to uh, when communicating with my with my parents. Because like, it's always like mm. my mom would text me. It's like, good morning. It's like, what's up, mom? And then it's like, mom's writing. Mom's typing. Mom's typing. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like mate, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, it doesn't have to. Fifteen minutes okay. later, I'm fine. I'm like, just press that little yeah. icon here with the microphone, and you just, you know, record yourself. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, wow, you know, welcome to the world of yeah. tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah, to reference that poster back there, Futurama three thousand. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really cool. Like it's really cool. I mean, it, like again, like with you, I'm kind of like on the fence, but it always like depends on, on who's doing it to me. So who's like sending me the voice messages? And yeah. Stuff. So it's pretty, it's pretty fine. It's pretty fine. But other than that, it's it's yeah. Like, is there a subject we haven't touched? Playlisting? Should we talk about playlists or something? How are you with time? Candy. Oh, okay. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, I think I've got a hard stop at about three, so I've got about fifteen okay. minutes. Cool. A hard hard stop at three. That was oh so business. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm super happy. For example, like speaking about technology and all that shit, that I I got around into uh, setting up the Discord. Like I did, I had the Discord for a while now because there's a lot of people who ask me. Like I think first time. I set it up was like a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, Paul, do you have a Discord? And I was like, what is that, kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there was like the, the lo-fi account Discord, but then there's always like a, there's also like a private one for the guys who release stuff. But yeah. now it's public and it's like open season for releases. Paul's it's, it is, but it isn't. 
there's still a private there's there's a i think a private one for those i think don't get me wrong I could, this could be just me completely making this up it's most likely true um but there's i think there's one that's actually released yeah. with them there's one for like prospective producers and then there's the public one and the prospective producers is just a lot of people that think they can like when it first started there was a lot of very um very new really new okay. people in the scene that were like yeah this is how i do it <laughs> and i was like okay uh <laughs> no, but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> live your life <laughs> okay. yeah so yeah i think there's still the the super secret one like prospects though like but, yeah this, i don't know the, the, i had the like there was like when when i i heard about the whole what's happening like he opens up the 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 releases for everybody and having this sort of like prospect corner or whatever this like the first <laughs> don't get me wrong my brain is so shit it's dark the first like connection <laughs> that i made to my my brain was like oh that's that's like casting couch <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is what it is i don't know it, it sounded like super <laughs> weird it's like yeah okay all right but i really don't like Oh, that's a good topic, actually. Like him opening up the submissions to everybody. I don't know. Like for me, that I, I that seems like the most painful decision you could yeah, make as one of the I biggest. Mean, he does like, have names. He does have people working for him now, which is great. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I counted in the server at least ten. I don't know. It's probably more. Who knows. Uh, I, I like the fact that he managed to keep his uh, identity secret all this time. But yeah, good for him. Um, but it's like, I just found it like, nah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like, like I said before, it's like open season. Like a anybody can be a lo-fi girl, prospect, producer, release with him. Uh, let's make some more lo-fi elevators while we're at it. I don't know. That isn't that kind of like the the suicide girls hopeful series as well like you've you've got your hopeful suicide yes, girls and then your yes, main suicide yes, girls yes, it's just like... exactly it's like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i mean it's of course like everything is working well under the whole um i would say umbrella of like oh look what what he's doing for the scene and he was like really supportive or whatever yeah but it, it's been clear for me from the very first day uh that it's all about money it's always been about money and cash for him yeah uh, of course there's like more good than bad and you're not hurting anybody if you want to get mm -hmm. your bread like get your fucking bread sure no problem but if you really want to be a realist and maybe romantic or whatever uh, it is what it is all about money so like like yeah like opening i, I think you could at least uh, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, like only offering releases to the people who make it to the server or like you have a release with you. It's not that bad of a deal. It, you could say that it is a form of gatekeeping at the same time, but yeah, it's not that bad when it comes to like gatekeeping of information, like to what we do, like how we run mm -hmm. the ads or what works for you, what works for me. That's I don't I don't uh, condone to that. But when it comes to like gatekeeping releases i think what they're doing there is that they're curating yeah. a sound and they don't just want to grab any old person and, and put that out there because it 
it doesn't you know yeah, you know yeah, if you listen yeah. to chill hot music you're gonna get more of you know like your stan yeah. forby's uh brock berrigan's and stuff and then chilled cow well, you're Sleep gonna get stuff. more yeah whoever yeah. releases with chill cow yeah and it that's not necessarily a bad thing like curating that sound which is is fine but like you said the gatekeeping with the um you know the the information and even in a yeah. sense the playlists like some of these these lo-fi labels that have absolutely massive playlists and all they're doing is releasing yeah, their own yeah. stuff on there it's kind of like yeah 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 eh. I, I i really like i really I'm, I'm still fucking curious to to know how the fuck he went that big or like chill went that big especially on the playlist on on spotify I'm almost convinced that um, Spotify directs specific SEO, well, specific searches to specific playlists. I think this is like yeah. a common known, like a known secret, basically now. Like, and of course, this is also um, behind a, a geolocation limitation or some shit like that like depending where you are and stuff like that i'm pretty sure and this is what i keep telling to the universal guys for example like mm. i said I, I don't know i said to them like it i don't know how if you have any connections on spotify or whatever but i don't want to aim for jeezy vibes lo-fi beats this is like that's the, the first place that people go but there's like a, a huge array of secondary or third fourth category editorial playlist that yeah fuck you know it's all up for grabs yeah and everything, and everything is yeah. uh ai created now of course there's like a human touch as well like you can move things around and whatever but everything is is localized yeah. now everything is personalized to use their term yeah. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you if you were logged out of Spotify and you went on, I do this for, for the web version. That's how I kind of find new kind of valuable playlists to pitch to. But if you search like just search Lo-Fi, not logged into Spotify, yes. Chill Cow comes up first before yes. editorial, and that that's and he comes out, insane. dude. Like try that with Incognito and behind a VPN. It's the yeah. same shit. It's 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 impossible. It's impossible. I don't know. Like. Um, Unless there's like some sort of like another deal that we don't know about, which is again, you know, good for him. Yeah. But I'm I'm a hundred percent, let's say ninety nine point nine percent positive that there's like also selective redirection of search terms to specific playlists depending on, on what happens and 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 stuff like that. Because yeah, I I'd like to think that I tried every fucking trick in the book in the sense of like ep optimizing the keywords to the absolute fuck of optimization never works yeah uh try to include more popular tracks in the sense of like there was a time that i tried it for and i tried this for like three four months to always have 30 percent of the tracks featured basically directly from lo-fi beats and jazz vibes like you know grab them from there yeah they work maybe how you place them in the in the order like you need to put the most popular ones on the top or in the bottom or in the middle no or evenly spread them out no shit does not happen like the only way you can get into the playlist <laughs> is if you actually type pueblo vista and this is like for example something that i worked from the very beginning to create this sort of like pueblo vista ecosystem like whether it's like a playlist um the artist name and 
I also had a podcast at some point, or let's say the mixtapes. I managed to just yeah, put them into the podcasting, podcast. like you know, mixtape, whatever. <coughs> but uh, and this was like really, this was like really sad. After like, uh, was it like uh, almost like eight months, dude? That podcast had amassed about twenty-five thousand followers. It was fucking insane, and there was like so many streams that yeah. spilled over from the podcast to the actual artist profile and the other playlist and because uh it only featured music they just took it down because if you want to distribute your music yeah. you should try with one of our distinguished approved distributors DistroKid, blah blah <laughs> i was like mate come on all of the releases are my my own you know no mm -hmm. I, sorry it's the same sorry. automated message funny enough thankful enough so on that note of like figuring out what works i have so I, I've been doing kind of some experimenting with playlists, and I have um, I have hello, cat. Um, I have one that well two that are based on time, and they're updated monthly. They grow with the tone down okay. and link that I've got. I've got my Lo-Fi Cake one that that's that's again that's that has that and a tiny little bit of organic okay. followers um, each week. So I, I track it each week to see how many uh, we've got. These ones are all up, up, updated manually. I then decided to start one that was based on, um, there's a thing called smarter playlist where you can just create a formula and it will just update it automatically. You can set a timer and it will compile the list completely mm -hmm. automatically. I have one called, um, lo-fi daydreams. It pulls from, uh, let me see. So the whole um, reason I'm saying this is because this is the one that's actually growing mm -hmm. more organically. It is on one of my Tone Den follows, but it gets, I think, about twice as much. Oh, where is it? Ah, there it is. Right. So um, what it pulls from, it pulls from my own, my own one. Um, it pulls from Lo-Fi Cake, but then I also get Colors in the Dark's Sleepy Playlist and mm -hmm. Chilled Cow. It pulls select tracks from both of those uh -huh. as well. This is the only playlist I've got that has grown auto um, organically outside of Tone Den. So like um, last week, for example, my uh, lo-fi cake got like 19, the 30 minute and 60 minute lo-fi mm -hmm. was 21 and 20, upbeat lo-fi vibes 21, and then you just go to uh, lo-fi daydreams that had 27. Aha, uh -huh, okay. Cool, and how do you do this again? So Still it has, it's a thing called okay. smarter playlists. Uh, smarter uh, playlists, yeah, I'll send yeah, you a yeah, link. I've, I've, yeah, okay, okay. And it's, it's really interesting that though I get those kind of tone down social yeah, unlock yeah. follows, I get way more organic yeah. on this playlist yeah. than I do with any other playlist that I've got. And it's insane that the only difference is that it's pulling from two insanely mm. popular playlists. Yeah, the what I would suggest to you from the tone down, like how much is how much is your budget there? Like a daily budget for the tone down stuff? Oh, th this is the free social. Oh, ah, okay. I see. I see. So whenever anyone wants to, to submit to my the, playlist, the they click through okay. and they have to follow yeah, it. Yeah, following stuff. Well, since you mentioned that, I, I found this sort of like follow gates to be more effective when you push them, you push listeners or users or you know, submitters, let's say, to follow your this is playlist. Like, like this is what I okay. do. Uh, this is with, yeah. I don't have one yet. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> this is this I is know. what I do with uh, Pueblo Vista actually, because it's like 
and I've seen it, I've monitored it a, a lot for a few months. There's a lot of fluctuations like up and down, like people would just follow you and unfollow you all the time. Uh, when it comes to following yeah. users, <clears throat> user profiles and artists, like nobody's gonna be so, I don't know, mean about it and go and unfollow you as an artist or whatever, because you don't have a visual indication yeah. of the people you follow as artists. But when it comes to playlists, mm -hmm. you have the playlists you follow. And eventually, if you start following everybody who wants submissions or whatever, you're going to end up with like a thousand playlists there. And like, what the fuck? So it's a lot easy for them to yeah. follow. But when it comes for the this is playlist for some reason, they, they don't just like they would just follow and then that's it. Like they won't unfollow you or whatever for some reason. So yeah. that could be like something you can try and see. If you want, but yeah, you don't I, I have a thesis. don't tend to have a lot of unfollows from it. Well, you can do <laughs> you can do what everybody else did before they got theirs. Make one. <laughs> Make a fake one. <laughs> I think you can definitely find a, a template of the artwork somewhere. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, 100%. Just replace some pictures. And... But no, I don't I don't actually tend to get a lot of um, unfollows okay, from nice the playlist nice. with that. And weirdly, um, I think I'm growing maybe on average it's about 10 to okay. 15 every week but i get i get a lot of submissions um and uh, it's good but it's just false numbers it's the same as having your stuff on oh daily playlists nobody is following your playlist to to listen to it they just want to submit uh, their track I made the mistake i i don't know i was like <laughs> i've seen I've seen that you've been put on recently. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was looking for, I was on Fortunes on, on the desk, on the desktop version. Cause I'm like, I can be bothered yeah. with fucking mobile phone all the time and clicking and clicking and like, I wanna, you know, open new tabs to find people's information, like submit the stuff, like new playlists to submit to. And then I saw that, oh, you know, daily playlists, like everybody's there. <laughs> To be fair to Daily Playlist, they have improved it a lot over the past couple of months. Like a couple of months ago, it was just trash. Uh, like the top playlists were never updated. Yeah. They never accepted. They never denied. You just hit that follow yeah. gate, got nothing. Now they're actively removing playlists yeah. that don't update. You now have a thing on your um, page that says whether yes. you're active recently, active at yeah. all, or like. And they are doing a good job at making it so that curators are being kind of held accountable for the for the exactly. submissions that they're getting and they're not just exactly. doing it to create follow farms but it doesn't help increase no. the engagement because at the end of the day i'll go and, and fart a couple of tracks on daily playlists i'll go and follow you know go through all of those follow gates um i'm not going to be shy to admit that i have a folder on spotify that's just called dump and it's from all of the playlists that i am forced to follow yeah. through these follow gates it, it's not a viable option for for really growing playlists the only thing that i found is obviously this automatic one which is bizarre but also um yeah ads but they're saying that this one that's growing organically it's not getting any plays so what are these organic <laughs> people doing <laughs> what are the what are these extra like Being five organic. six a week they're just following it and be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's so, uh. it's it's fucking <laughs> insane it's like there's like i think uh, I think we reached uh, critical mass 
when it comes to lo-fi playlists. Like even when Universal told me like, oh, Paul, we're going to set up a dynamic playlist. I was like, yeah, that's like another one. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is like, I'm, I'm pretty curious to see how this is going to work out because the way that this is going to be advertised is I was told with ad credits. I was like, what is this ad credit? What do you mean? Yeah. So basically, all the advertisement is going to go through Spotify, through the platform. So right. I said, oh, there's not going to oh, be any okay. third so party outside. The, yeah, 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 like that, the that's banners at the top. That's it. I was like, okay. And I mean, of course, this happens with Spotify advertising when they opened that up to the public. Yeah. Which I tried back when it opened up. I think it was like, what, like almost like a year ago or some shit. And I tried yeah. it for a couple of months. Tone then does a lot better. Like, yeah, I've had one release with. So there's there's a specific label that will, the the, the distributor that they work with work with a third party that that gets you what they are calling Spotify takeover, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is just the that banner at the top of desktop. Yeah. yeah. So I've had one release with that, and it was like, oh, we've secured you a homepage takeover in Hong Kong, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, not gonna. Not gonna scoff at that. Um, it didn't do great. I think we only had about 150 in in yeah, the day yeah. that it was there, um, which was was fine. But you know, it could have been it yeah. could have been better. Um, and and then I was thinking, well, with that amount of money, how much? Or uh, with that type of advertisement, how much exactly. are they putting into that to only get 150? Because that's not really a great return on investment if they're putting like a thousand dollars into that that specific yeah. form of advertising. But this is the thing, like you've you've obviously got Spotify doing that that nonsense where you can opt in to having your music put higher on playlists or whatever the shit, and they take some of your royalties. You've got Spotify advertising, you've got Facebook advertising. Like everyone's catching wind about all of this, and like you said, it's getting insanely saturated, and it's getting to a point where you you need to be incredibly unique in order to stand out from everyone that's either paying their way to the top or are just doing the same thing as everyone else. Whether it's grabbing some samples from Splice, going on YouTube and finding some old record, or yeah. you know, going digging for some samples. You know, you've really gotta push the boundaries of what, what you're doing because there's just so many options for people to just sail yeah. past you with with very little talent. You know, I'll, I'll throw that out no, there. It's just, it's, it's they real. can yeah, fart yeah. together some, yeah. some samples and it's shoot and to the top. Don't, don't forget that uh, there's a lot of, let's say famous uh, lo-fi hip-hop tracks that were made out of splice samples and yeah yeah it is what it is and you don't really you don't really need much talent it's like uh, another what the fuck moment like what the fuck like that guy like yeah. downloaded that thing and that thing and that <laughs> yeah. thing you put them on together you essentially have like I don't know four channels in your dough that's it that's it yeah you, I mean you do have to have like a little bit of like idea of what you're doing with your mix down or your mastering or whatever even though to actually th also throw that out there 99% of the people who are going to listen to your shit they're fucking tone deaf or like they have no idea what they're listening to <laughs> like you would just export this and listen it on your fucking earbuds and your your um, earmuffs and whatever the fuck you want to call it and you're going to burn it on a CD and you're going to go into the car and put in the car and your mom's fucking stereo and whatever 
and you're like oh man yeah. like that frequency like between like 22 hertz and like 33 <laughs> is like i'm gonna go like fucking delimiter it's like and then some dude listens to it's like oh sounds dope and that's it that's yeah it. and they don't even know who you are <laughs> yeah i i've i've been guilty of like trying to you know sweat in the uh you know the mastering <laughs> and mixing and, and i kind of just yeah. realized yeah if it sounds Dude, good it's as long it's, as it doesn't sound right. like it's great but then again the more shitty it exactly. sounds the better it's lo-fi after all like it's supposed to sound shitty right <laughs> there was this like this meme on tiktok last night that was like oh you're not lo-fi and he's like i am lo-fi i've got an sp404 there's a cat over there i've got a splice account and i was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean there's a lot of truth behind that like there's a lot of truth there's a lot yeah. of truth and the, the same guy did another one that was like this song is like he played the song and it was again it was just yeah, a normal yeah. instrumental like hip-hop and they're like that's not lo-fi and he was like played it again except it Boom. had vinyl crackle it that's had birds it, in the background it, it had all of that like the the low pass filter turned all the way up that's <laughs> and then he was like oh yeah now exactly you're lo-fi it. it's not lo-fi until you put the vinyl crackle and the chirping birds man that's it yeah and don't forget like you can skip the chirping birds and the lo-fi crackle as long as you have japanese anime and vocals there like boom i i'm honestly i've been <laughs> guilty of all of this <laughs> except i i'm just this like shit where uh, there's one track that has it's a clip from dragon ball z i uh, know the yeah. early dragon ball and i think it's it's goku asking bulma while she why she's drawling at the guy on the tv but because it's japanese <laughs> Yeah, let's, it sounds good. You know, I mean, lo-fi is all about cultural appropriation at the end of the day. Because think about it, like, we just make all these, try to find all this, like, Japanese artwork and, like, this sort of, like, oriental shit and whatnot. It's like, at the end of the day, you don't know shit for shit. Like, it's, if there's one thing that I understood from the whole anime thing, because I really dove deep this year, like, watching anime stuff that, apart from your princess mononoke's or whatever the fuck like you didn't you know the western world was only subjected to that because these were the ones that you know ghibli studios basically made the anime commercial like yeah. japan in terms of like people culture all that it's it's something that none of us can imagine what it is like you see like the cherry blossoms mm -hmm. and the sakura and it's like oh whatever like this is like Dude, just because you saw Tokyo Drift doesn't mean that you know how Japan looks like or what it is. And it's like, the, yeah, it needs a, a certain kind of, I don't know, culture or like be embedded into something uh, or know the way they grow up to understand at the end of the day, the whole anime. Like for me, I, I don't know, like watching more and more anime, I always found like there's a subtle hint of... I don't want to sound weird, but I would say like uh, pedophilia and that stuff. Like you would see like everything is a little bit like sexualized in a way. And you're like, is there something there? Like, is there like kids liking other kids or like, is there like an emotion between like the... There's, there's a specific scene from the early Dragon Ball that always stands out to me. And it's when Kid Goku sees, um, I, can't, I can't remember what the girl's name is, but it's yeah. a, a young girl at that time and she falls over and her skirt comes up and he just looks at her pants and then he yeah. like slaps it <laughs> think, and he's like Where, where's, where's your, your thing what? and I'm just like what the fuck <laughs> yeah but it's like 
again, you know, it's some sort of like a culture, and, and it's quite interesting how this has been connected with the whole lo-fi thing and the aesthetic and whatever, whatever. I was like, hmm, okay. And then it's like, oh yeah, just add some anime stuff. Because I've been like, in the past, like I would just make all these projects, which, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't, know, I don't have any musical background. I cannot read notes for shit. I don't play any instruments. Like I recently bought a, an Amazon Basics guitar just to, you know, fiddle with it. And maybe I can add a couple of chords here and then, dong, dong, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah. at least I try to um, record I record directly to wave so i want to kind of like emulate this sort of like old school I, i'll do three four twenty takes and keep the one that i like most even yeah. though after the third fourth note that i hit i just i don't know what the fuck happens like i'm, like, I'm trying to figure shit out that's why my my core progressions are very limited <laughs> it's like i'll do one two that's enough <laughs> no more so um yeah, yeah, I, 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 I would, you know, try to do also some sound design in the sense of like chirping birds, maybe not so much vinyl crackle or try some white noise or some other other sound, other like white sound in the background other than that. And then I was yeah. like, oh, if I could get like some fucking Japanese anime shit. And then I'm thinking like what you said in the beginning, like it's in Japanese. Nobody's going to say, oh. They're talking about rape or some shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, and I really don't have anybody to proofread or to proof listen to what I'm going to use. I'm like, yeah, I might as well, you know, maybe stay out of it or whatever. I would maybe it makes more sense mm. to use the dubbed version, the English dub from the Japanese anime rather yeah. than the. Yeah, but then it just doesn't have that, you know. Jesus, that impression. So, I, I don't know. But I mean, the only reason that I use like bird sounds and shit in my songs is because everything for me is low, mid, heavy. Yeah. Everything yeah. that I make, for some reason, it's always low, mid. And I'm like, I need something to just fill out the highs. Do you know what's perfect? A yeah. river, some rain, <laughs> some forest sounds, some chirping. Perfect. Nailed it. Even flat mix. Uh, <laughs> talking about forest and stuff, like, you know, amb ambient sounds. Um, a great game that I have tried to uh, nick a lot of the sound design from is, oh man, what is it called? Uh, Among Trees. Have you heard about it? This is like yeah. so fucking amazing. Mm, Look no. it up. I think it's still on a sort of like a alpha, beta version thing. Like it's not the full release out yet. It's out on Steam and everything. It's called Among Trees. And it's like you're in a cabin in the woods. It's a first person walker <laughs> it's not a shooter you're there's like you put things together and you try to survive through the day and you go to sleep and whatnot it's, oh yeah i see um i i tried at some point to um and i think i did yeah i did actually i i uh recorded my screen and made a loop out of it out of like a full day because the guy or the person cannot yeah. really stay alive because you freeze to death if you're just in the woods or like he gets hungry and i i tried to find out like there was like a, a cheat code to remove the hud from the screen uh and all that stuff right and i made a night to day transition and i would use it in the early live streams that i did on 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 pueblo vista uh and this is like the perfect setting for me for lo-fi stuff like moving away from you know this yeah. sort of like 
anime you still fiddle within the whole illustration world or like this sort of like cartoony kind of like thing but it's a video game and it's great yeah yeah i definitely connect that stuff that we do more with nature rather than anime that that's pretty much the struggle that i had yesterday so i I've, i'm gonna start well trying to start making more sort of like uh, mixes of my music to put on, on youtube so it's more than just me uploading yeah, the tracks yeah. that i've released and then i was just sitting there i was thinking oh how can i make what can i put in the background that isn't too annoying and distracting that isn't the cliche like yes. anime lo-fi <laughs> gif that repeats over and i was just like for ages then i, I found this like just video of some flowers blowing and i'm like ah, it just looks corny um and then um i signed up to the newsletter of this this guy that does like animated loops and he occasionally throws out some free ones okay. for, for people to use and i found this one that was like flowers that have like weird cartoony right. blobs coming out of it and it, it just fits straight away and i was like do you know what this is the aesthetic yeah. that i want to go down where it's it's still kind of animated you know like you said animated and fits that yeah. kind of aesthetic but it's it's unique yeah. and different and that's kind of you know where i'm kind of getting my inspiration from is is to kind of break that mold of just the cliche anime because yeah. i've done that i've done the cliche anime video i've done <laughs> you know the japanese the rain blah 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 and it's 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 about time that we kind of moved on from that and exactly. started a new exactly you know, a new uh, thing <laughs> this is like the kind of struggle that i'm facing at the moment as well and it also makes me it 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 increases my procrastination as well because i i'm i'm trying to find this sort of like unique thing that i'm gonna use i don't want to be like some dude yeah doing homework or the 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 bearded man persona that i have for pueblo vista like walking through the woods like chill hop is doing with a raccoon now yeah it has to be something different but again i don't want it to be like a fucking gift that i download from the internet yeah last thing we need to find our raccoon yeah. I, I think I've, it's pretty much dead with but it's like you, you look at the all, those edit pages. animals have been taking over i think there's there's a fucking lo-fi animal for yeah. it, like cats dogs bears white bears yeah. eagles <laughs> hedgehogs i don't know uh, fruits fruits yeah. are gone vegetables are gone oh fruits it was the first ones to go i don't know i don't know what's left i mean you know our label was just kiwi yeah. bear by name but if you look at any of our branding there's there's not a kiwi or a bear anywhere <laughs> we don't even like try and pl play in on, on those emojis uh it's just it's just yeah, the name exactly. we're not gonna you know we're not just gonna have this this fucking fuzzy bear with green insides exactly. come along Al um, although no. i would definitely pay I, money i, I for did a try it at the beginning but i would no. pay for a plush though like that <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> Well, on that note, I I have got to shoot, but uh, yeah, yeah, we awesome should uh, do that again next Sunday. Two, two and a half fucking hours, man. Sure. Maybe not next Sunday. Maybe not every <laughs> Sunday. Maybe next Sunday I'm gonna do it with somebody else. <laughs> Fuck you. you. You just had you your fucking not. minutes of fame, motherfucker. Actually, I think you find it was two and a half hours yeah, of fame. So I mean, from from <laughs> we've both verified as well on Instagram. How cool is that, right? It used to mean something, and exactly. then assholes like you get verified. I'm like, what the fuck? Cunt. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I, we, we should discuss. Uh, yeah. We'd definitely be happy to do this more often. I feel like we have so oh, yeah. much that we can say and do and whatever. So, It's been yeah, great. Uh, thanks to all the 
all the all 11 people who uh <laughs> who stayed through this this was like dude hey, there was there, no there was... no weird fluctuations on the audience it was like between 13 and 10 all the time so we had like a couple of yeah. steady ones there it's like oh good man maybe um uh, maybe we should run a competition or some shit now get more people on it <laughs> Free merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free merch that doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, and yeah, yeah, send me over the, the recording and then I will just put it on YouTube and yep. this was going to live forever. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Ciao.